Hey, y'all, before we get started, if you haven't connected with us over on Instagram or Twitter, it is at NFTs, number four, newbies. Again, NFTs for newbies. We post a lot of behind the scenes stuff, some extra tips and tricks and education around this crazy world of Web3 and NFTs. Find us on Instagram or Twitter, NFTs for newbies. Oh, hey, welcome back, everybody. Here is the thing. We get so many requests and we meet so many people and, you know, we have a, usually a good pipeline of guests ready to go. And anyone who's kind of overflow, we're like, let's just do an IG Live. Well, in this case, this IG Live is like, this needs to be a podcast, which I think is like a first for us. It went so well and there was so much activity, so much information. And we are going to get into this great project with these great founders coming right up. Did you even know what Web3 was before last year? We didn't either, and that's okay. But after hitting a million downloads, learning about NFTs, the newbies are at it again, but this time we're gonna be teaching you and learning along with you about Web3 and the metaverse. What's up, family? How you doing? Listen, one of the things that I think Rich and I love about the NFT space and probably what has drawn you to it as well is it just seems to be so many really good people. I know there's some bad apples. We're not going to talk about those right now. But for the most part, there's some really good people who want to do amazing work with their NFTs. But I'm going to be honest with you too. I think there's almost a lot of people talking about doing good work with NFTs. And so it's kind of hard to sort through and figure out who's legit, who isn't, where's the accountability here? What do you actually mean in real life? Like, impact, etc. So we're going to really dig into the technical side and logistics of like how you guys are actually doing this incredible work with your project. But that was a big intro. Thanks for jumping on today. Thanks for having <laughs> us. So let's introduce uh, yourselves real quick. So you were two of the founders, and we'll start with Mahendra, since this is our first time meeting, and then we'll go with John, who I ran that Instagram Live with, which went so awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, Mahendra. I'm a full-time uh, digital designer, and uh, also uh, part of the um, the founding team. Uh, we are more than uh, just the two of us. We're actually four. But um, yeah, I'm part of this team. I'm handling the uh, the whole design part, the whole like visual assets for for the good captures friends, but also a bit of a strategy, a bit of planning, and um, and everything that I mean, we touch everything uh, on the project. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my name is John. I'm one of the co-founders with uh, Mahendra. The other two co-founders, by the way, are named Pedro and Juliette. But uh, my name is John. One of the co-founders, and uh, very very happy to have spoken with Rich. I really appreciate the the welcome uh, to that last IG live by Heather. So uh, very, very happy to be speaking more about the project because uh, it's something that's taken up a lot of our time, a lot of our passion, a lot of our energy, and we're just so excited to be sharing our story and what we're doing. What were you guys doing before NFT World? We're still doing it. So basically, it feels like we're having uh, two uh, full-time jobs. It's a lot of work, but it's, uh, it's really like both of my uh, jobs, if I can uh, tell, I, I love them so much. So it's uh, it's not uh, a big deal. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm a, a digital designer full time in uh, my uh, like full time job. I'm a UX UI designer in a digital agency. And actually, Mahendra and I work together. We work both at a, a very very creative studio. We do innovation. We do design. We do branding. We do e commerce. We Signify, do- right? Signify. Signify, yes, oh, exactly. I'll be reading that Signify. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome good. to NFTs for newbies. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. It's all good. Signify, homie. Uh, we'll, be, we'll go Signify for today. What's up? Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, we do all things digital. And I think what's interesting is Mahendra and I spent so much time working together on bringing other digital businesses to life. We fell into the NFT world last summer, last fall type of thing. Started back and forthing, like sharing cool projects, getting down some projects together, buying Solana, buying ETH, trading, all that stuff. And then we're like, I think we could do something better here. You know, it's like that you kind of ride the wave of like, I'm going to make money and this is going to be so exciting and we're going to kill it. We're going to flip. And then we're like, it's kind of empty. And like after the hype of a mint, things, projects die and communities don't stay so tight together. And we're like, there's got to be a better way. Well, with those learnings, how did that impact essentially how you guys were going to go about it from, from everything you observed and everything you just said and all the activity that you, you know, you kind of practically applied? How did that influence what you guys decided to do? I think what we saw is um, maybe a bit too much of digital utility, digital experiences. It, it kind of always brings you back to like, you're already spending so much time on Discord trying to do other stuff or, or Twitter or LinkedIn or wherever you are. You're, you're, you're spending so much time digitally that we're like, okay, maybe there's a way to kind of bring the utility out and bring the value out and not keep sucking you into like the digital world. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like we all work and live digitally anyway. But um, the idea of like, what is the real value here? Am I just getting information on another project? Is it just letting me do a digital experience, whether it's metaverse or something like, how can we go further with that and like actually impact the world we live in and, and do something that's like, quote unquote, good. So that got us thinking a lot about giving back to others. The main purpose for what we're doing is to say, okay, NFTs, it, it's a thing. Uh, not that many people know about it but there's maybe a way we could help others who have no clue what it is and we could show the world because here's, here's a big part. There's so much happening in the NFT space that, you know, people are like, is this a rug? NFTs are a scam. It's like, we want to help build a better picture and a more positive image about the YouTube. Like what is a, what is an NFT? You know, when, when people who don't know hear about it, like, Oh, that's just, that's just like a crypto scam or something like we're like, no, no, no. Like we want to have this kind of showcase project that could say, look what happened. Some people got together, built a great project, and the result is, for what we're trying to achieve, bring clean water to at least 12,000 people who don't have clean water. Like that's, that's kind of, a, we're trying to make an impact and like a statement a little bit around that. And it's very specific. That makes it very believable when you have an exact number like that, by the way. So yeah, if you do the math. So by the way, let's take a step back. We're, we're supporting a charity called Charity Water. They've been around for 15 years, have brought clean water to over 14 million people in developing countries around the world. So super legit. The organization is legit. The platform is legit. The people are legit. I've, I've known them for over 10 years, actually. And we thought, what if we donate 100, 100 ETH? Is that, is that a fence? Is that a nice number? You know, sometimes you see projects like 5 ETH, 10 ETH, also amazing. We're not taking away from any of that. But we're like, let's make the project be more about others. Let's give a big number. 100 ETH sounds good. That's the minimum we'd like to donate. So 100 ETH, if you work backwards for Charity Waters numbers, lets us build about 50 wells. So 50 wells bringing clean water to people. One well brings enough water to about 250 people. So we kind of just do the math quickly and you're like one, 100 ETH equals clean water for 12,500 people. That's, that's our goal. So this is an education first podcast. We're going to learn some stuff here. And I'm going to tell you what I'm about to ask you. I, I don't know because we've talked a lot about being on the buyer's end and the consumer's end. But from the creator's end, you know, you have 
two goals in order to fulfill your mission to have a real impact in the world. Goal number one is what you just mentioned, to donate 100 ETH to clean water projects, 50 wells. On the back end of that, I don't know how this works. So I buy your project. You guys, I'm, I'm assuming there's like a company wallet that you have if that's how that works. And then you've made the relationship with Charity Water prior. You mentioned that you've had that. Do they have a wallet as well? And how was that tracked where us as the buyers can kind of see that 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 took place? And what's the logistics there? Do y'all do it all in one lump sum? Is it payments? What happens if you don't reach the hundred? What do you do then? If you could walk us, get nerdy here on us. It's a very good question. We get that question quite a lot. There are two ways. So to take another step back, Charity Water, if you go check them out, we'll maybe share a link later. They're really big into crypto. I think they can take donations of at least 10 different cryptos right now, different cr- cryptocurrencies. So they have a whole crypto page. You could They have a Bitcoin fund going on where they're taking Bitcoin donations and they're going to kind of tap into that fund in a few years. So that, that's very interesting. So that we actually met with their VP of blockchain, which is kind of running the whole crypto side of things. And there are two ways we can do this. One is, like you said, a lump sum once we hit you know 100% mint. The other way that we're considering, and it's actually up to us to discuss a little bit further with them, is to actually do what's called like almost like a mint split. So the moment it gets minted, it actually goes to the to call it the company wallet, but also it gets transferred right away to Charity Water. So it's incredibly transparent from the mint. So it's like everything's trackable. And in a way that logistically is could be a bit easier. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're actually looking into how we actually develop that. So it's called a mint split. I think I'm calling it that for everyone He's to understand. Like it. <laughs> Just to like, you know, on the show. layman terms, uh, layperson terms. But the idea is, yeah, it's like we can split it from the mint, directly from mint. And what happens if you don't hit the 100? Do you just, what's the backup plan? We don't want to say, what if we don't? But, you know, when we spoke to them, they have certain targets that like, so if we if we go back to like, what is 100 ETH? That's, we're in Canada, by the way, Mahendra and I, we're in Montreal, so we typically work in CAD. But that's like, 400,000. And to be an official partner of Charity Waters, you need a minimum donation of about 150,000 US. So you could be an official partner. So even if, let's be honest, we still become 100, uh, an official partner, that's still a big win. And let's say we only build 20 wells. Like that's still an incredible success to us. I'm asking that. I'm optimistic as hell. You don't even know, like to a fault. Y'all don't even know me. I'm asking that because we've had so many projects talk to us about they want to do X amount of dollars, X amount of things. I didn't know like logistically the back end of that. Is it just like, oh, we donate a percentage whether we hit this or not or how that works? So let's say we don't. Let's just say, let's just say it takes, or it takes a long time to hit that 100, uh, 100%. We'll try to maybe lean on the, the split idea so that they're always getting something, which would be super nice. Otherwise, whatever, let's say the project shuts down or something. I, I don't hope that, but maybe we'll do like uh, up to here. We're going to give as much as the same percentage, which I think works out to about 25 to 30% of our, of our mint would go to them. So I think we would just do that pro, pro rata uh, at a smaller scale. Mahendra, I got a question for you. You guys, when I talked to John and he was talking about, you know, what he mentioned about wanting to the digital utility kind of bringing it out. And we, we've talked to a few people, but I think for the most part, a lot of people like to remain in digital utility because it's a new cool thing. But you guys are saying like, no, 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 like we still have an environment to take care of. We still have societal impact we want to have. There's a million things you could have done. You could have tried to end world hunger. You could have tried to plant more trees. You could have tried to increase the amount of farmers that are prospering in you know your country or our country or wherever. 
What made you decide on water, especially knowing that in order to partner with this organization, you were going to have to have at least 150K? That's a good question because like we, we really thought about um, where we would go. We started first to, you know, like the first thing that comes in mind is like, okay, let's plant trees. But then we realized that some projects are already working on that. And what we're really trying to do is to be different in every uh, little aspect of what we do because we don't want to repeat everything that is uh, already being done in the first place. But then with our discussion with John, um, we realized that John has uh, good contacts in the, in charity water. And after talking, we were like, you know, water is like, it's huge. It's really important. And we, we don't even realize it in our day-to-day lives. But if you if you check the uh, the numbers, if you analyze uh, what is actually going on, you realize that it's a huge problem in, in the world. And, you know, like if we can help that cause, like why not? And of course, there are so many different um, good causes to, to defend, but we need to start somewhere. We need to focus on one. But um, yeah, the big dream is uh, why not in the future, like have different projects, different ways to, to support not every project, but like, so, so many uh, different uh, causes. Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Spacey who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs simplified. I think of uh, the way I understood it, John, when we spoke was that maybe you blow the roof off this with the water project, but then you're able to do a different environmental project. And then you guys can maybe essentially be hopefully a hub of something that maybe your community helps you decide on what the next most important thing is. Or maybe they pitch to you, I think we even talked about. But I kind of want to shift gears like hard, hard 180, hard 90 for Heather, because I know this part's going to interest her very much. The mental health aspect is something that we both take very seriously and Heather's very outward uh, about her discussions about it and, and, and really interested. And when we talked, I was blown away by a concept that you guys were coming up with in terms of making sure there was a balance between everything that was going on in Web3 and the mental health aspect. John, can you talk to us a little bit about that edge that I never heard of before uh, that you guys are attempting to do? Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, I think maybe that's what I originally got Heather interested in the project too when I reached out. So I'll actually give a very tangible example, um, and I hope it's not too anecdotal, but I believe it, it's very reflective. So as we all know, Discord, tons of cool channels like whatever memes, alpha, whatever. There's a lot of mental health channels. I check them out all the time, and there was this one night I was watching. I was what, kind of watching the threads go, and someone, you know, whatever anonymously, you don't know who they are, but they're like. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time. I just lost my job. Uh, and like it was like he was he or she was really like spilling it out. 
And I think it was a pretty big project. So there was a lot of action in there, but you know, like his, his or her message would be here, but then like the thread just moved so fast that like that person got lost. And I was jumping in to be like, where are you? Like, what do you do? I can help make an intro. But like that message also got lost. And I was just like, shit, like this, this person like was reaching out and like kind of fell nowhere because on discord, and that's a lot of question is discord, the best platform for this. But you know, when I saw that, that this person was looking for help and their message was literally lost in seconds or minutes. I was like, there's gotta be a better way. So to tie in what we, what we all understand as very important is just like our mental health, our well-being. There's so many things that that can mean to so many different people. We thought of something rather unique. What we believe is unique is, um, as a holder of good cactus friends, you'll get access to, uh, actual professional one-on-one mental health counseling. So not therapy because therapy is a whole other thing, but, the idea of being able to pull off into a private uh, Discord channel, we may remove it out of Discord and take it somewhere else for figuring that out, but to have a one-on-one conversation, whether it's a video or, or by chat, with a professional psychologist who can maybe help counsel and walk someone through, or just be that listening, you know, like that person to, to listen to, as opposed to throwing it in a public channel. And then another thought real quick to add to that is that, you know, I always use the example of like when you're in class and you want to put your hand up. And you're like, I had that, I had that same question. You know, it's, I see the same thing as like, people are maybe too shy to to write something publicly. So if this private secure kind of anonymous channel lets people, more people come out with something, maybe that's a better way of communication than like a platform with anonymous people and it's public. So I think we're trying to solve those pain points. And at the moment we've got a psychologist. uh, She's been, she's been practicing for over 22 years. She's going to be providing that that counseling. Um, we're also going to have a positive psychologist coach that will be there more generally, less individualistically, and more like at a general level, like, hey guys, what's up? And try to facilitate those one-on-ones. One of the things I had written down about that was just kind of, again, the logistical side of, because, you know, you have to have certain licenses and like what states you can provide therapy, like the communication element of that. I love it. I think it's interesting. I want the tech side of it and kind of making sure you're communicating accurately. This isn't therapy. This is more of a coaching, like counseling type bit. How have you guys approached that? So in terms of the, the technicality or in terms of the idea of it being like, yeah, like you said, like statewide or nationwide or something. Well, that that's the technicality bit of it. So the psychologist, I think I heard that, is she in, uh, is she in Mexico? She's in Venezuela. Venezuela, Venezuela. Cool. Yeah, How's yeah. that working? I guess she's how amazing. Connect with y'all and stuff. So she's actually the sister of our developer on the team. Perfect. <laughs> I said so we, we have a good connection with her. To be honest, guys, she's her her English is on another level. Like I when I read her messages, it's like am I back in university? Like it was so she's so she's so structured. I actually took notes to read her Slack message to me. I was like, wow, she's very structured, she's very professional. But the idea here, Heather, is that let's say she identifies someone that would need therapy. She's like, I'm gonna do my job to connect with someone at a local level because she understands that like, I want to help. I can help. This is not therapy. You need several sessions, you need closure, you know, as you probably know very well, Heather. So we're going to look at this more general counseling and almost be more like I have, I have someone one-on-one that could listen to me because I think that's the pain point with discord and these channels. I want to just make a comment on it real quick. So like Heather, I kind of thought the same thing, like, but what about, paperwork and this it's like they're trying to say fuck that in web3 you know like no let's just, let me just talk to someone without having to fill out a form without having to fill out my medical history without having a middleman the same way we want to be able to buy homes in the future without a broker or a real estate agent 
And I think I think that's like that's the draw. And the part that really got me thinking in this interview was when you said her message got lost. Now, her message got lost simply due to the volume of traffic, but it probably would have got lost anyway because no one wants to talk about that shit. No, like, dude, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be the one like, you're a better man than me because you were willing to help. But I'm just saying like the amount of people in there who would be willing to raise their hand and be like, yeah, I'll talk to you is probably few. So it would have probably got lost on purpose as well, in a way, you know what I'm saying? Rich and I were, we were talking earlier today about kind of the community versus audience building element. And everybody's saying like, hey, building a community is different than building an audience. And I've been really trying to study this whole community element of because that's what everybody wants in an NFT project, right? Is we need, we need our people and so forth. But in order to really build a community, you've got to really care about people and be able to slow down and take time with one individual person. And that's not the sexy thing to do because that takes a lot of time and it's a lot harder growth. And what I'm hearing you say is putting in this detail of we're going to bring you into a room with a psychologist and actually have a one-on-one conversation with you is you guys are going after the community element of really investing in your people and their mental health and how they are, which speaks volumes to me. I think that's a really, really cool, unique way. And maybe not every project listening to this needs to implement that per se, but how could you pull people to the side and add value to their life one-on-one and individually. Again, it's a slow burn and you might not get a big flex on Twitter being like, Ooh, look at all these people, but those people are going to have your back forever. You did it there. You, you said it exactly what it is. is like, we're looking at this more authentic growth as opposed to hype. And like, we would prefer they stick with us forever. And like, ma- imagine this is the new way to do this. Like imagine this is just, we, we help, build the path towards a new way to provide support and real community. I think this brings back to the idea of like, what is community? Like, what does community mean? Like we're asking ourselves all these questions because in all these discords, we're like, what am I getting out of this? Like, am I really getting something? And here you're, we're doing a donation. We're trying to get back. So we're trying to prove you could do so much more than just a financial flip and a momentary blip of hype. There's one thing that I had like bold here that I wanted to ask you guys about. Um, one thing that stuck out to me in the live that you did with Rich, and we'll put it in the show notes so that you guys can listen. There's a little bit of a creative twist that you guys are doing with your community of putting an effort on LinkedIn and kind of diversifying some of your efforts, which I was just like, prize Jesus, hallelujah. And the reason I connected with you, John, was because of LinkedIn. Y'all, this isn't Discord. This isn't Twitter, whatever. Can you speak to the decision-making process with that? Because I feel as though people entering this space feel put in a box that you have to market, you have to grow, you have to build community, you have to do things this certain way. And it feels edgy, ooh, Discord, Twitter, but guess what? This is the conventional path now. You guys are being unconventional by going to places like LinkedIn. So talk to us about that a little bit. I think I saw that I fit professionally a little bit more in the LinkedIn world. My, my Twitter, I only reactivated for, for this project, to be honest. I wasn't there. And I think we're tapping into that because I believe part of our focus too is to bring on the next wave of people to the world of NFTs, not just focus on what's already there, is to be part of that onboarding of everyone who, like, who cares, who wants to give back, who wants to be part of something. And maybe they're more comfortable on LinkedIn. So we're also tapping into that, uh, that entire platform and, and, and network. And I think the results are there. Like our Good Cactus Friends page is taking I'm just going to check it out quickly. We already have 109 followers. We created it like a week ago or something. Like next week, we're doing a Spaces 
exclusively on the topic of what is mental health? Like, what does it mean to you? And have people tell us what it means to them so we could try to, again, solve their problem. And just for fun here, we have 66 attendees from LinkedIn. Like, LinkedIn is like untapped. Now, Heather, what time is it? What time is it now? Oh, it is it is the time where everybody starts sweating and getting anxious because we diving in deep to the book of random questions. Rich, what do we got? All right, we'll start with you, Mahendra. What TV show always makes you laugh? I would say it's a Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I've only seen like one of those. I like that show. I it won an Oscar, right? Or something like that. So I know it's really I funny, but I've only drama. seen it once. It's, it's a it's, funny show. It's hilarious. Oh, it's a really funny show. I watched it like, I think two or three times the, the, the full like show. It's insane. Uh-huh. I, I, I know the show like perfectly, but I still laugh at every joke. So. I know. It's very funny. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> John, what about you? Oof, good question. So I was deep into Brooklyn Nine-Nine a little bit, but I think recently, um, and maybe it's just like different, but like my wife and I, we have our, our daughter and like life changes a bit, but like, we, we die at Modern Family. Like, Modern Family is oh, absolutely yeah. hilarious. Like, that's what I was going to say. We're able to connect on so many different topics. And, like, it's, we, and like we, we, we crushed it twice. Two or three times we went through it. So. Oh, yeah. It's very funny. That's so funny. My, uh, when, when we only had one child, we would watch it with her, even though she was so young. And she would, like, she liked Manny. She, like, I don't know. She just kind of understood funny. that yeah. it was, like, craziness going on. But, Heather, you know, what do you got? da 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 Who's that man right there? If you are listening to this, we are at the wall and we are seeing a beautiful, handsome man named Michael Scott. The Office is the best show in the world. (laughs) Classic. Seen it four times all the way through. We'll watch it again. Listen to Office Ladies podcast. I'm coming for you. Season, the remake, Heather's getting cast. Best show ever. I want to mention uh, my my sportsmanship award one. Parks and Rec is like ridiculous. Like so, yeah. I mean, I I could watch Parks and Rec over and over I and love over. Parks so and that Rec. was one of my others. But good shows. But um, listen, where can we find you guys? We forgot to ask uh, where we could where we could find you uh, and where people can follow you. Sure. Uh, website's very easy. It's a uh, good cactus friends spelled the crypto way. Friends f r e n s dot com. So good cactus friends dot com. Our handle's the same on Instagram, Twitter, our LinkedIn page, Good Cactus Friends. So yeah, check us out, follow us, reach out. I can't wait. I can't wait to be a part of it. Um, I think the world of what you guys are putting out, you know, you're solid. We'll have all the links up in the show notes, including our Discord link where it ain't scrolling like a crazy person. We're pretty mild in there. It's a fun place. Make sure you connect with us in there as well. We love you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.